On today's episode, we're going to do a repost of episode 45, three tips to help you network better. So those of you who work with me know that I hate the word networking. So don't run if you hear the word networking, because we're going to bring a completely spin on how you network and what the word actually means. So networking, it can be intimidating, but what if you had the tools to help you carry conversations with new people in a fun, productive, and professional way? We originally aired this episode in early 2020, and today we're re-airing this episode so that you can learn everything you need to know to network with more confidence. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, are a beginner at networking, or feel like you know everything there is to know, this episode's for you. Okay, so I always get this question in my inbox, my LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. DMs, all over the place, and I figured we have to talk about it. And the question is, Steve, how do I decide what kind of business to start mm-hmm. or what kind of career to choose? Mm. But same question, you know, and it keeps coming up. And so I thought we should talk about it yeah. on the Greenhouse Podcast. And to do that, I invited my friend and another fellow member of the Greenhouse crew, Sandy Marquardt, to talk with me today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited already. I just can't believe it. This is really fun. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so like we said, we're going to bring different team members on at mm-hmm. times. And Sunday is one of our resident coaches, facilitators, speakers, trainers. She has coached a million and a half people. I think that number is actually <laughs> yeah, legit. Could be, could be. <laughs> but she also speaks and trains a lot on communication and leadership and company culture and even other topics in life like parenting and personal growth and development, um, personal brand. And so... I think it's just appropriate to have you here to talk about this Mm -hmm. one because you've helped a lot of people navigate this. I have. I have. It's actually really funny. Okay, so if you can picture this, people come into my office all the time and they're like, all right, here's my moment. I'm with the coach. I would like for you to tell me how I figure out what to do with my life. What (laughs) is my next job and how do I find that creative job? Maybe it's those kinds of things. And then they're like looking at me like, here she comes. She's going to give me something magical. Or she's going to give me an assessment that's going to tell me exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a love-hate response that I give them. So it's actually a great topic. Because it's simply, all right, you ready for it? <laughs> it's simply having conversations. Uh, yes. <sighs> It is. And I think people feel very frustrated at first because they're like, well, there has to be something better Mm -hmm. than that. But the reality is learning how to have a strategic conversation with many people and just being a curious individual in general is the answer to that question because we learn things from other people. Well, there you go. All right. We're just done with the episode. (laughs) But yeah, it is true. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like you Mm -hmm. where it's a love hate because I get in my Mm -hmm. car and leave that meeting and I think... Mm -hmm. Well, if it was a simple formulaic answer, you wouldn't have been asking me. (laughs) You're a smart person. You already would have figured it out. The reason Mm. so many people are asking this and sometimes struggling a long time before they ask someone is because it is kind of tricky to figure out. It is. It really is. And that's not to negate all the assessments and things that we do to help unpack what our passions are or like the method does. What did we do from our past? What's our best environment? All those kinds of things. There are definitely those kinds of things that get us to the point. But when we make those discoveries, now we're like, okay, here's like the four buckets I think that I'm thinking about. Now how do I decide which one? Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive into... We want to get into some tactics, I think, of mm-hmm. like how, how do you actually have those conversations mm-hmm. and navigate that. I just want to give a little bit of validation because I, 
I literally just came back from getting my hair cut. I'm talking mm. with the guy who's Looks cutting so my hair. so good, by the way. It does look pretty <laughs> it good. It does. Thanks. Noticed it right away. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably because we had such a good conversation. <laughs> We're talking about job stuff. And he said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just mm. – I said, how'd you get into hair cutting? He's like, well – and he gives me his whole story. And of course, like everyone else, it's this winding maze that led to this, mm-hmm. right? He didn't set out to do this from the beginning. No. And we started talking about how so many people have this story now where you go to school for however many years, some people a long time, and then you get out and you've always been told how to succeed, how to get an A, what to do next, go here, go there, take this class, do that. And then all of a sudden you're just out there one day and what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Like there's no path ahead mm-hmm. of you. No one tells you what to do. No one tells you how to figure it out. And for a lot of people, their degree doesn't actually apply anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these people, for whatever reasons, whether it's that kind of maze and through school or other circumstances, who don't know, how do I figure out what I should do? Like it, it's a real problem, I mm-hmm. think, that's growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to talk about it more because you just start to feel guilt and shame. Like, well, I should have this figured yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of retreat into yourself. And meanwhile, a lot of people are, are feeling that way. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I was just actually speaking at a university. Mm-hmm. So all sophomores, right? So there are sophomores and they've all just picked their major. And they're like super proud of it, right? But I think they think from that moment on, picking the major, now the formula has begun. Mm-hmm. And so I was there speaking on behalf of the topic of, informational interviewing like what does it mean and of course they didn't even know the term a lot of times it's really a formal word for having a conversation (laughs) just a more strategic one right and I think they were really overwhelmed that that really was how you find the right company culture how you find the right potential next fit how you find the first path because as you and I both know life is many paths and Mm -hmm. I think that's a big big woe for people too is they think this is my one path and this will be my path forever oh my goodness no that's just the start of your path it's just the start of your path the, the thing I wanted to highlight that I thought was just really the most amazing conversation that came up in the room was anxiety hmm. yeah I'm like what is the barrier for you in terms of having a conversation a specific conversation with with someone about something specific just because you want to know if that's the role and I asked this question and sometimes it's rejection Mm -hmm. That one's huge. And I'm like, okay, so let's talk about that. Or sometimes it's fear or being shy. Or I have no idea even now how to not be awkward. Actually, one person (laughs) said to me, well, what do you do if you're awkward and the person you're talking to is awkward? And I'm like, well, then you're screwed. (laughs) I'm just Uh kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, there's actually a strategy on how to help dig yourself out of Uh, an awkward even conversation, right? But these are real fears that hold people back from even starting the conversation, right? So anxiety. Anxiety. I think when I talked about it, I said, all right, so what's the anxiety about? And the anxiety is about all the unknowns, right? Mm -hmm. But we do live in a generation where anxiety is being talked about more than, you know, maybe my generation. It wasn't really talked about. And the biggest aha moment they had from that was healthy anxiety is okay. Mm. It's okay. Like healthy anxiety is called, hello, we're all going to feel a little anxious when we do something new. And we're all going to feel a little bit of anxious when we have those new conversations. And it's okay to have healthy anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. so hopefully if you're listening to this, you feel a little more affirmed that you're not alone yeah. and this is a real challenge mm-hmm. people are facing and it's mm-hmm. worth talking about. So mm-hmm. let's maybe, I want to get into a few ideas, strategies, you know, tips and tricks for mm-hmm. how you navigate these conversations. You bet. And just to repeat what you said at the beginning, you know, our number one tip here for how to figure out what kind of business to start, what mm-hmm. kind of career to choose 
what's your next step is conversations, having conversations and lots of them. Lots of them. Okay. So what's, kick us off. Like what's one of your top Mm. tips if I'm coming in and asking? I think it's first of all important to know typing in in one sense, uh, if you're a Myers-Briggs person, I think it's really important to know whether you are an extrovert or an introvert. Before you even begin, it's good to know. So really what I mean by then, that is, are you one that can have a conversation with a wall or are you one that like really overthinks the conversation? Mm-hmm. So even if you don't know your type, like which which two buckets kind of do you fall into? Because what I find is that people who are good at having conversation with a wall will have a conversation <laughs> with any wall, but never get to any point. They just keep talking. They're like, oh, I'm good at networking or whatever, having conversations because they do a lot of I can talk to anyone. Uh But when I sit with them, I'm like, but do you ever ask them anything specific? And they're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh So that's the first thing. Know your type. And introverts, they're over there thinking, oh, Steve, mm, I would love to have a conversation with him. Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Never mind. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And so then the moment is gone sometimes. So both have to be strategic. That's the thing. Both have to be strategic, that we have natural conversations, but we also have strategic conversation, and that's okay. But that's helpful because – so I'm more of an extrovert, and so someone – I've had people tell me this, like, well, yeah, Steve, it's easier for you to go out and have a bunch of conversations. Yeah. But I'm – exactly to your point, I will easily talk for two hours with no agenda, no specific question or ask, and love it because that's mm-hmm. just enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. And in some senses, I don't want to – feel like I'm using the person or sabotaging oh, it by having an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so I'll walk away going, oh, yeah, like I was supposed to do something there, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. So that's a good point. On yeah. both sides, there's a challenge and kind of a... a pros and cons. Kind pros of and cons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You just said something. Uh, many people also say, I don't want people to think that I'm using them or taking advantage of them or, oh, my gosh, Steve, he, has, he owns his own company. He has no time for me. That's right. a big one. That Especially uh-huh. young people say, I can't have a conversation with them. They work full time. They don't have time for me. And I say to them, oh, my goodness, no, you're worth it, first of all. Second of all, let them decide if they have the mm. time. Yes, this is a big point. Mm-hmm. Let them decide. Yeah, let don't them assume. decide. Mm-mm. And probably people who have been in sales careers or whatnot have learned this. But, it, yeah, the worst mistake is assuming you know what they want or don't want or are going to say. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Nope, you don't know. So worst case scenarios are they say, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for that email. I'm really glad you're interested in what I do. It's a really busy time for me right now. I don't really actually have the time. Oh, my gosh. Are you still living and breathing? Yes, you are. <laughs> you are. And a response to that kind of an email is thank you so much for your email response. Is there anyone else in your company I can talk to? Because sometimes they're at a level that they really don't have the time, but they'd be happy to make an introduction with someone else. Right. Sometimes I think we don't always think through that one as well. Yeah. Well, that's good. That feels like one of those things that should be obvious, but it's not. Even as you're saying it, I'm having some light bulb moments. Like, you don't typically get what you deserve or what you negotiate. You typically get what you ask for. Mm -hmm. And if you don't ask, you don't get it. And And so for some people, that's easy. For some people, that's actually really hard. It's huge. And so that's why I think that step number one, by the way, outside of knowing yourself, is knowing what is your barrier. What holds you back? Hmm. Address it. Talk about it. Talk with someone about it. Talk about it with a coach. Anyone, a good friend. And just kind of get to what usually holds you back. Okay, Sunday. I was thinking another tip is around 
some kind of cadence or plan for talking to a few people every week, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't, it doesn't feel too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like I need to talk to 50 people, right? but it's also <laughs> not something that just you forget about. Mm -hmm. And you had a couple ideas of how to make that more concrete mm -hmm. and you've actually seen what works for people over mm -hmm. time. You want to share that? Yeah, absolutely. So small goals, that's really what it is. Just like the greenhouse method is a lot about baby steps. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. So first of all, if you are not talking to anyone and you've never done this before, okay, you're not going to, you're right, you're not just going to go out there, email 20 people and it's going to happen because <laughs> you're just going to get frozen in that thought and never, ever move past that moment. So if you've never done it before, first I tell people to choose two people who are safe people. So safe people can be like friends of friends or mm. friends of an adult. I don't really know them, but you introduced me to them, okay. right? So it's like Steve's kind of my safe zone because he made the introduction to my friend named Jacqueline, right? Yeah. And so I feel like when I go with Jacqueline, it's under the understanding that Steve and I are friends, you'll be safe with me, right? Gotcha. So it's yeah. this safe place. So that's my first strategy. If you have not even begun, choose some safe zones. Also, maybe even choose some mock ones, like not even real oh, ones. Oh, yeah. So like uh -huh. I might email my friend Tyler and say, Tyler, trying to do this whole connecting with people and asking curious questions, which is really what it's about. Mm -hmm. uh, would you mind having a cup of coffee with me and just kind of let me roll it out for the first time? Some people are like terrified of role playing. They think it's dumb and awkward. But the truth is the dumb, awkward moments are what make the real moments not dumb and awkward. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think about most sports or actors. It's like there's always a lot of that rehearsal, yeah. that mock scenario. That's a great illustration. You're yeah. right. In acting, yeah. It, the first time it comes out of their mouth isn't always the perfect take. Right. And we know in coaching or even in counseling, if there's a hard conversation you have to address, a lot of times you will do some of that mock rehearsing because mm -hmm. that's where, yeah, you trip over your words, you get it out of the way like, and you realize, okay, when I go into the real scenario, here's how I want to mm -hmm. go into it. Yes. Right. So that's one. Okay. So for people who have never begun safe people, for people who are in a good place, already in a good place, but we always need to be connecting with people. Never just get so complacent. You're like, love my job, love my life, love my place. Now I'm not going to talk to anyone. <laughs> you just, we <laughs> be need a nice place to be. You though. would, wouldn't it? Let's just sit there for a moment. Yeah. So they need to still connect. So I challenge people who are in that place to have two cups of coffee with somebody every mm. month especially if you work alone and things like that. And by the way, for you virtual people out there, I actually do an email introduction called a virtual cup of coffee. Nice. So yeah. I just kind of throw it out there and it's just maybe I'm connecting over the phone and I'm just connecting with anyone and I'm just being curious. How are things at? What's new? What's going on? How is your business doing? So you get it. That's more like I'm not necessarily a place, but I'm just growing from another individual. That's so good. You just sparked my memory because today I, I connected two friends who... Again, there's no real agenda, but both of them just kind of need to meet other people mm -hmm. and do that networking. And so I know sometimes people will say, yeah, but what do I say in that email? Yeah. So here's literally a script you can steal from me. Mm -hmm. I said something like, hey, John, wanted to introduce you to my friend Tyler. He's just looking to connect with other people who have similar interests. I know you always love that, too. Thought you guys would enjoy talking to each other. I'll let you take it from here if you wish. Love it. Right. And they both responded with lots of exclamation points and excited to meet. There's no real catch there. There's no string mm -hmm. attached. But to your point of a, um, a safe introduction, they both yeah. know me. They mm -hmm. both know that I'm a genuine person. So I'm making a genuine introduction. Mm -hmm. And I think people can build up in their head that like, oh, if I introduced so-and-so to so-and-so, it'll be awkward. 
And it's not. It's Mm-mm. actually not. Mm-mm. And people welcome it and are excited about it. Yeah. And then really, when you're the one that introduces, let them take the ownership, too. Once the introduction's made, it's on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So even if you're asking a friend, hey, could you make an introduction for me to so-and-so? Like, maybe you even give them a little <laughs> phrase or thing that they could say to make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks for that. Sometimes people need words. Yeah. So that was a great illustration. Yeah. Another word that I use, of course, because we never want to use the word, hey, looking for a job. <laughs> Talk about never well, getting it. <laughs> looking for a job. Talk about that's like the way to not get an email response back, right? <laughs> if email could have voice inflection, those emails would get deleted. Fast. They would. So instead, sometimes we are looking for a job, though. Yeah. Like, we are. But the truth is, a better way to frame that is I'm really in a place of exploration, and I'm trying to figure out what's next. So I'm having conversations with individuals who do different things as I try to figure that out. Perfect. Yeah. So what about, so you said two coffees a month for mm-hmm. someone to just stay connected. Yeah, stay steady. What about somebody who is in that more intentional job search mode? Would hmm. it be different? Yes. And I think this really goes back to where you're at, right? How much you've done and how little you've done and things like that. But I really love to challenge people who are like, I am employed and I am okay, but I'm feeling a stirring going on. I feel like something needs to change. To start really aggressively reaching out to just interesting people, two cups of coffee every week. Hmm. And let me just give you the magic number. Is that okay? Yeah. So magic number for me is 20 minutes. I just feel okay about 20 minutes, even when I say it. And many people do. So I've played Mm -hmm. around with this. So if I ask someone for lunch, it's harder to nail it down because lunch is an hour and sometimes people don't take an hour. And and also, let's just talk about putting food in our mouths. Like, (laughs) you know, and then sometimes I starve because Uh I'm asking the questions and then I'm sitting there the whole time with my wonderful sub and I can't take a bite. So So true. I don't usually typically suggest lunch, especially on these kinds of settings. You'll know when it's a lunch setting. Maybe it's yeah. another level. It's yeah. like another level. Well, uh, it feels relief. Even you saying 20 minutes, like you had a sigh of relief. It felt that way to me, too, because I think because calendars are blocked in hour blocks, mm-hmm. that's like most people tend yeah. to have hours blocked off. Mm-hmm. So when you come in and say, I just want 20 minutes, it's like, yeah, all day long. <laughs> like Absolutely. 20 minutes, it's nothing. Sure. It yeah. actually feels like a relief to it get a request doable. for 20 minutes. It feels doable. Like, yeah. We all have maybe 20 minutes. So let's just talk about 30. Like we could say 30 because it's just shaving 10. Okay. But we all know that it takes time to get there and it takes time to end. So the truth is 20 minutes sometimes becomes 30. But 20 minutes makes it feel like I can give this person 20 minutes of my day. So try it. When you ask it, even in an email line, 20-minute cup of coffee, it you'll find that you get more responses. That's really good. If you're feeling at this point like, ah, but I just, I don't want to ask someone. Another thing to think about is what if a friend asked you? What if a friend asked you for advice? Or, Mm. hey, I'm trying to think, what am I good at? What might I do next? What would be a good fit for me? You'd love getting that question. You would love it. I mean, how fun is that to tell someone you care about, especially someone you really love, this is what I think and this is what I see in you. That's like so fun. Mm -hmm. And so it can help to flip the script and say, no, it's not that awkward or scary to ask because if someone asked me, I think it'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. I love what you do. I'm trying to figure out what's next. Tell me more. It's like... You never get yeah. that. You never get such a <laughs> yeah fun question. I might say, got an hour? <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, it's all how you frame it, right? It's all how you frame it. So I think that it's important to know know the time. Okay, so you've got a lunch or a coffee, a 20-minute thing set up. Now what? How do you think about the 
the agenda of the meeting. Okay, so I think what's really important here is that some people like, just like you even said, I don't want to make them feel like I have an agenda because it can feel like I'm pushing or pressing. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that an agenda, it's a soft agenda, makes us actually have a place to be strategic, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we don't still be in the moment. This is, by the way, how we avoid those awkward moments. Because if I go to you with nothing and I'm just like, hey, (laughs) so... What do you do? And they answer it in two minutes, and that's all I came prepared with. That's where the awkwardness happens. So agenda helps. Be be relaxed with it, but there's usually about four steps that I prepare in an agenda. So the first one is actually huge. You're going to obviously – depends, again, relationship. Do I know you? Do not know you. But at some point in the agenda, that person is going to ask the most famous question, which is – May I just throw it to you, Steve? What do you think is the most? So, Sunday, how can I help? <laughs> That's huge, right? How can I help, right? So you're like, you got to have something to say from how can I help. How can I help means those words that you're going to kind of repeat from the email. Well, I'm actually in a place. I love where I'm at, thinking that there's more going on. So I'm talking to you because I'm exploring potentially what's next. Hmm. So be able to recap maybe what was the purpose of you being there. Yeah. The next question that somewhere in the circle that you might ask or they might ask that people botch is tell me about yourself. And it comes out different in different phrases, but tell me about yourself is such an important question. And it's so funny because people will say, I'll say, so what would you say if I told you tell me about yourself? They're like, uh, <laughs> first of all, uh is your first word when uh-huh. you haven't prepared that answer. Because they're like, uh, and then they're like, should I tell them I'm from Idaho? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> The point is, like, we get weird. We start thinking, I need to tell them about the fact that I, like, I don't know. It's just when we don't prepare, we sometimes say awkward things. So true. Yeah. Uh, For me, and I had one of these last week. It caught me off guard, and I started telling my whole life story. (laughs) (laughs) The person was giving me this look like, yeah, all right, back to business. And and actually, that's maybe another tip is kind of, like, noticing how they're Mm, reacting. I I, I noticed that look on her face. I was like, okay, Mm. rein it in, Steve. She doesn't care about my, you know, upbringing and my cul-de-sac that I lived on. I know, Yeah. You know, I love that you just said that about body language, just sprinkling that in there. Just you're right. In in the whole moment, be aware, be self-aware, be self-aware of what's happening in front of you. It's a okay. great point to be thrown in there. So tell me about yourself should really be, well, we're, we're networking professionally, so it should be kind of tell me about yourself professionally. I think that people think, oh, it should be personal. It should be about my kids. It should be about my family. It depends. But in general, it's going to be like, well, what buckets have you been in? Well, I've been working in blah, blah, blah. Some of my greatest strengths so far that I've noticed and gathered along the time have been these. Um, Maybe you might throw in something there that differentiates you. Sometimes you're like, one of the things I think that really stands out to me is that I'm not only, I have big picture thoughts like strategic, but I actually give people tactical things to take away. I'm just giving an example of mine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you end. You've got, but I've got some skills in my head prepared that I just kind of want to say that I prepared. So it takes away the awkwardness. So that's huge. Yeah. And. What I hear there is you you don't have a whole spiel or speech Mm-mm. prepared that's memorized, nope. right? It's just a few bullet points of like yeah. ideas and thoughts you can pull from. You know a few things that you would mention, um, and you can kind of just pull from those. So it's a little more casual, but it's still prepared. Yeah, right. Exactly. I love that. Casual yet prepared. It's it's so true. There's such a balance. Because if we have blank slate, then we actually, if we're an extrovert, we ramble. And an introvert gives me one word. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, okay. So somewhere in between with some thoughts okay. is, is what I'm looking for. 
moving past that, my agenda looks like, so why are we here? Maybe we've told each other about ourselves. The next one might be, I actually have two or three prepared questions that I'd love to ask you. And there's a whole list of them. By the way, I mean, you could just Google good questions to ask for informational interviewing and they'll give you ideas. But just show yeah. up prepared. Like, I'd really love to know how you like got to where you're at. I think path and journey is a big one. What do you love most about your day? What do you not love most about your day? It depends on what you're trying to figure out. Uh-huh. But feel free to actually have a list of like three to four questions. A, it makes the person you're interviewing feel valuable. Mm-hmm. Like you valued our 20 minutes together enough that you came prepared. Yeah. Instead, I think that some people think the opposite. They think, oh, shoot, if I come prepared, I might look like I'm, I have an agenda. Well, you do. You're wanting to learn something about that individual. Yeah. And it's fun on the receiving end. Again, I keep saying this, but to get yeah. those questions, it's like, oh, never, I never get to talk about that. That's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes them feel valued, and they have more skin in the game in the conversation. They do. Okay, so those were a few. Then was was there another? The one is just be prepared to explain yourself, which we already did. And then the last thing is to really keep your eyes and ears open to a very pay-it-forward mentality. That ne- it should never just be a given a taking-taking relationship. When I am meeting with you, as as I am trying to learn from you, I'm also listening for opportunities to, is there something I might have that, is there an introduction that I could make for you? Yeah. You mentioned something, oh my gosh, I know this, would you like me to? Like, always be thinking, pay it forward. Um, I just have to give you this one example because it's like a client for life, ready? Uh-huh. Example, I have this pharmaceutical client who was using me for public speaking, blah. I was working with her. And in the course of us working together, she said, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe it. My son just I think he might get into Wake Forest. Oh, great. I'm listening. But he has this Skype interview coming up and we're just a nervous wreck. And of course, light bulb. I'm thinking I love helping young people with these interviews. So I threw out there, well, would you like me to do like a mock Skype interview with him before he does the real thing? Now, I'm talking about her baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's like. Uh, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and so we did this mock interview. She is a client for life. I invested in something that was really important to off of the, you know, nothing, nothing in return except for that I just helped her son have a better interview. And thank God I did, by the way, <laughs> because his background was hysterical. I came on <laughs> and he had a fan behind him that was broken with a dirty shirt. That was, he never oh prepared yeah. his background. And I was like, tip number one, like, yeah. look behind you. Anyway. That's good. Well, I think those tips are really helpful and it helps be prepared, especially when, yeah, someone asks like, how can I help? Or what did you want to talk about? And then you Mm -hmm. don't fall flat, but you feel, you probably come off more confident because you do feel more confident and prepared. Yeah, you do. And then I think closing, two things on closing. One is value the time. If you said 20 minutes and the synergy is great, Call out the 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Be like, I just want you to know, Steve, that I am loving my conversation with you right now. I'm loving it. But I did say 20 minutes, and I just want to call out the time, and I just want to thank you for the time. Now, that shows respect, right, respect of time. But leave it up to you, Steve. You might say, you know what, Sunday, I got done more. But I'm not the one to decide that. Make sure you're really respectful of time. So I think that's a big mistake people make. And they've made it with me before, which is why I'm saying this as people. I make people feel comfortable. Yeah. So because I make people feel comfortable, they think I mean that I now can talk for an hour. And I didn't mean that. (laughs) Yes, that's a good point. And feeling okay about all that. Yeah. 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 So I love when people call out the time that I've given them. Okay. And then the closing is it might be just remember that this one conversation is just one conversation. And... 
I learned something, but don't be afraid to say, Steve, I loved this. Actually, the company you work in seems really interesting to me. Is there anyone else that you might be comfortable introducing me to relative to what we talked about? And they might be like, nope, I, I don't. And call it a day. But a lot of times people will... I'll give this example. Sometimes people find someone who works, let's just say, at Google. And they're like, oh, my God, this is my person. <laughs> I've always wanted to work there before, and I am going to talk to a person from Google. Now, I might talk to a person in Google who's a data analyst. That is not my wheelhouse at all. So while I learned culture and I learned their path and their journey... My journey is actually HR, I think. So I need to feel comfortable to say, sounds like Google's a great place to work. I'd love to talk to someone who's a little bit more closely related to what I'm thinking, which is HR, anyone you could introduce me to. Yeah. Oh, that's money. And for anyone who's been around the greenhouse method or in our coaching, you know, this is a this is like the pinnacle part of the whole process because one person, one connection leads to another. And next thing you know, you found the perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. But you never know, especially mm-hmm. if you're a generalist, project manager, a creative, like a, like us, people helping professions. Yeah. There's no clear XYZ path for, for those kinds of people. And so you tend to find the right fit through meeting this person who in- introduces you to that person who introduces you to that person. <laughs> Turns out that person has the perfect job for you mm-hmm. or has the perfect idea or connection or introduction for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think, uh, Steve, really important for people to remember that it's a process. It takes time to be patient and to not make people feel rushed and to not make people feel like that they're just a checkbox in their agenda. You know, every conversation is a a part of the journey. That's great. Well, I'm going to sum up here what you told me before we started recording this, which was, hey, this whole idea of how to decide what kind of career to choose or what kind of business to start it really comes down to being a curious person Mm -hmm. and being a curious person in this case plays out in conversations with other people. But I think to your point, if you have kind of that curious mindset or posture going in, then you'll always be humble. You'll always be grateful for those people. You won't take those conversations for granted, but I think you'll also get a lot more out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone listening, just remember that being a curious person when you go into this And I think it'll really benefit you. Agree. All right. So you've probably been hearing about our coaching membership. So let me break it down for you real quick. What it is, is it's $50 a month and you get access to all the steps of the greenhouse method, which again is our unique coaching process for getting unstuck, figuring out what's next and really stepping into your potential. So whether you want to level up in your leadership skills or just kind of dial in your productivity and your focus whether you're actually in a career transition or trying to figure out what you want to do next, or even for people kind of feeling burnout and stuck and you just want to talk to a coach, you can join the membership for just 50 bucks a month and get that help and even talk to a coach. So we kind of have a a team of really awesome coaches who right when you join, you get to take a little assessment and talk to one of us about where to start. So again, go to greenhousecoaching.co slash membership and give it a try. 